Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. This is Matt Zapala, your host and creator of Euphoria Health and Active Living, your go-to hub for all information on movement, sustainability, and plant-based nutrition. My main goal is to generate happiness, and I couldn't think of a more fitting word to represent my brand than Euphoria. Join me as I dive into raw conversation with qualified professionals, athletes, influential individuals, and many more. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. This week on the podcast, I was lucky enough to sit down with Jade Dowsett. Now, this podcast is a little bit left field, and I welcome all listeners to listen with an open mind as we cover some amazing topics that I believe can change your life. Jade is an amazing person who is very spiritual and intuitive with the universe. She's opened her mind into the world of the unknown and allowed that to dictate her journey through life. We spoke about intuition, what it is and how to connect with yours, manifestation and goal setting and how setting goals can help you crush them, top tips for combating difficult situations and how to open your mind to look for the signs that the universe gives you, plus a whole lot more. This episode is both eye-opening and amazing. I had goosebumps the whole time I was recording. Jade's energy is infectious and always challenges you to think differently. So let's dive right into it. Jade, thank you for coming down and making time today. Really appreciate it. Anytime for you, Maddie. Awesome. Guys, just to paint the picture for you, we're currently sitting on a deck in South Yarra, under the beautiful sun. I think it's about 20 degrees outside, not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful and very fortunate to be here. Me and Jade met working at Lululemon together. Jade was my superior assistant store manager. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) As opposed to your inferior assistant (laughs) store manager. Okay. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Me and Jade would always fall into long conversations with each other, picking each other's brain and challenging each other to to think differently, which definitely made me grow as a person and would always leave me questioning questioning more so I really appreciate everything that you've done Jade thank you I appreciate how receptive you are and how focused you are on being your best self in this life it's very refreshing to meet someone who's so passionate about not only uplifting self but also uplifting others and I love that and now I'm trying to motivate others to think that that way too so thank you Jade Jade tell us a little bit about yourself what was life like growing up for you Um, I grew up in a country town, um, three hours away from Melbourne, Um, lived a very isolated, sheltered life for a lot of my life, and then when I turned 18, I was lucky enough to go to university, Um, and moving to Melbourne just changed my whole world, um, and changed what um, I thought to be possible and probable for my life, um, and opened me up to whole world of new different things to explore well Melbourne <laughs> does do that to people up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why we're the greatest city in the world yeah. what were you studying at uni um, I studied teaching for four years cool. um, during that time I was also working full-time um, as an assistant store manager for McDonald's um, so at the end of my four years of uni decided to go down the retail route instead of um, the teaching route because I saw so much more value in teaching people stuff that they really wanted to learn and people who really wanted to be there. Definitely. And I think it's a, it's a great point that you raised there when they actually want to be there mm. in the environment. It makes teaching a lot easier. What, what about your work history? You mentioned that you went down the retail sector. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, so after McDonald's, I um, 
worked for Bardo's, a store manager in Richmond, and then moved on to Topshop because I needed to get into the belly of the beast. Um, high volume is, is my jam. I like things to move quick. Um, and then after a while was made redundant at Topshop when um, the Australian sector of the business went into administration. Um, did a lot of soul work after that and worked out what I really wanted to be doing in life and what my purpose was and um, ended up getting a job at Lulu where we met shortly after. Lovely. <laughs> Talk us through that moment where you were trying to find yourself. What, what resources were you using? Were you reading a lot of books? Like, how were you, how were you going about that? Um, I've always been an avid reader, so I was definitely reading a lot of books. Um, and when I was made redundant at Topshop, I obviously had a redundancy package, so I had the luxury of having about three months off work where I didn't actually have to get up and be anywhere any day. I could get up and do whatever it was that I wanted to do. And um, I just really started listening to what my body wanted. And pretty much how I spent every single day was getting up, seeing the people that I cared most about in the world, doing a lot of yoga. Um, and writing pretty much all afternoon well into the night and compiling like poetry and books um, together and I was in a very creative flow um, and just prior to that I lost a very good friend of mine as well so I think I was really in a point in my life where I was wanting to know what life had to offer me and just realising that there was so much more than uh, what meets the eye, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Do you think that that life event influenced you to challenge your thinking more and, and really dig deeper into, into life? Itself? Yeah, 100%. Um, Jack um, committed suicide and I loved who he was as a person um, and knowing who he was and, and what he chose to do made me really question everything and, and what else there was for him. Um, not long after he passed away, I felt really connected to him more energetically than I ever had before, which was a really eye-opening experience for me. And um, I just kind of came to a realisation when I was driving to his funeral that um, who he was was someone who his purpose was to uplift others. And he was very trapped in a three-dimensional body in a three-dimensional world and could never really fulfill his purpose and then when he moved on to the other realm or the otherness or whatever's there um i felt he was better able to fulfill his purpose for me i felt so much more supported by him um without him being in the reality that i could see um and so that really changed how i looked at life Amazing. That's very touching, Jay. And I know that everyone that's already listening to the podcast already would make the connection that you're very spiritual, you're very connected, and you're very intuitive with what your what your mind and your body are doing. I know a lot of this word gets thrown around a lot, but what what is intuition? What does that mean? Um, it's a stripping back of the three dimensional self. Um, so separating yourself from the you that you can see and touch and feel and and know in in the mirror and and getting in tune with that soul um that's the overriding underneath voice within you um that has the ability to tap into knowledge that that your brain doesn't have the ability to tap into um and to listen essentially to your heart <laughs> and how do you think what's a good tip for people to start listening and connecting to their intuition um i think 
for me, it was breaking down belief systems because um, they're, they're all the things that override your mind and stop you from really listening to your heart um, and just really slowing down the mind just in general. Um, so your brain has momentum for about 30 days. So whatever thoughts you've had in the last 30 days have the potential to be thoughts for you today. And if you take that time to like meditate and really sit down and clear those things, um, you have the potential to really put some stuff down and listen to what's actually going on inside. Awesome. And I think it was a great point to raise that. So early in the podcast, defining intuition, because no doubt it will come up a lot in our chat. Backtracking a little bit to reading books, what what got you into reading books and what are the benefits of doing that? Um, I read because you can't meet all the amazing people in the world um, just through existing. Um, you have to come to them a little bit. And the great thing is about writing books is that you get to share a bit of yourself with the world um, and connect with people, um, making like distance no longer an issue. Um, and no matter what it is, whatever issue that you're facing in your life, there's always an expert that you can turn to. And those are the people that write the books. Um, so instead of having to fly across the world to meet some great authors like Dale Carnegie and Robert Caldini and all these other influential people that have changed my life, I've had the luxury of having them in my living room and connecting with them one-on-one in my own space, in my own time. Well, I guess that's what I'm trying to do a little bit with the podcast here is trying to connect with people without actually physically meeting them face-to-face mm-hmm. and be able to provide them with tips on how to benefit themselves and benefit their lives so they can pass that on to people through, through voice, really. So, Jade, talk, talk to us a little bit about your favourite books, your favourite genres. Um, I love anything personal development. Um, read a lot of Brene Brown, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, I love anything businessy as well. Um, I develop a lot through jobs. Um, learning a lot about myself, so anything to do with influencing people, um, they're, they're great authors that I, that I love to read. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein, she's a, um, like a life motivational type author. I love reading her books. Um, her book, The Universe Has Your Back, I think that's the fastest book I've ever read. <laughs> Um, I got it and literally just could not put it down. Wow. Yeah, it was a great book. It, it really started opening me up to like listening to what the world has to tell me and, and for me not to try and force things in my life and just to, you know, have intentions and ask questions of the world and just sit back and, and watch the universe respond to me. Wow. And do you have any tips for people that don't necessarily like reading? Where's a good starting point for them? Um, I think it depends how you absorb information. Um, I'm very visual, so I love like looking at words in a page, but I know a lot of people are very audio. Um, probably people that are going to listen to this podcast are probably going to appreciate Audible and um, online books. I feel like that's a really, really great place to start and just have it on in the background, even if you're not consciously listening, subconsciously you're always listening. Um, I've gone to sleep listening to so many um, different podcasts and things. And I know that I've taken something away from it, even if I can't consciously recall it. That's an interesting point you raised there, because I remember throwing back to my year 10 exams, one of the teachers told me to 
record my notes and then listen to them overnight while I'm sleeping. Mm. So it's interesting that you do actually absorb the information there. Yeah, 100% do. While you're not conscious, yeah. Yeah, there's a book, um, it's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind, um, and it talks a lot about your subconscious brain and how it works um, and how it can bring you the reality that you want, essentially. Um, and when I read that book, that's when I first started really valuing my subconscious brain. Um, that's when I got really adamant about like not listening to the news and not listening to the radio and making sure that whatever I exposed my subconscious mind to was going to be really beneficial for myself and my personal growth. Um, yeah, so that was a really good read. And since doing that, since opening your mind, uh, your subconscious mind up to positivity and, and self-growth, how do you think that's benefited you? Um, I think it's just changed my whole life. Um, I think I was not aware how... Um, trapped I was by the same monotonous thoughts that would run through my head and I, I never thought I'd get out of them um, and making sure that I'm exposed to things that are really positive and powerful um, has changed the way that, that changed the thought that my brain reaches for when something happens so before when something would happen my brain would automatically reach for worst possible outcome um, now my brain naturally reaches for best possible outcome because that's the reference point that it has like positivity and growth and development and learning rather than all this shit <laughs> you've reprogrammed your brain essentially haven't yeah. you well heading back into intuition i think a lot of people would have this common misconception that intuition is going to answer all the difficult questions in your life like do i get white bread or do i get whole milk bread <laughs> when you're in the supermarket Take us through the process of when you're stuck in a difficult situation, making difficult decisions, obviously a bit more in depth than what bread you're going to eat. <laughs> what process do you, do you take when you're, when you're making those decisions? The great thing about intuition is that it doesn't wave away the smoke, it puts out the fire. So um, when you're really listening to your inner voice, your soul voice, um, it steers you in the right direction without having to deal with those tiny little questions anymore. Um, so, for example, um, my intuitive feeling about eating is that you should always eat things that are built in the vibration of love. Like if you're eating a plant-based diet, um, plants are naturally grown in a, in a space of love. Um, we don't um, have that same negative vibration that's attached to, say, the animal um, agricultural industry. And so because my intuition wants me to eat really good food that's um, prepared in love, then I naturally know when I'm at the supermarket what to choose out of white and brown bread because it's like I'm, I'm working with the fire rather than with the smoke. Interesting. And I guess that comes from changing your whole thought process through reading books and through all these avenues that you're taking before. And what do you think is a key takeaway for listeners to start listening to their intuition because I know when you're in that moment stuck thinking about a difficult decision your mind's going haywire so what do you think I know it's a bit it's a bit personalized but how do you think people can be more connected to that um so when you sleep your brain stops momentum um so the best advice is age-old advice is to sleep on it um Often if I feel like my mind's getting away with me and I'm no longer really clear and can't make decisions anymore, I'll have a nap or go to bed um, with the intention of solving whatever problem I'm facing. And then when I wake up, I usually wake up really clear with none of that 
momentum behind my thoughts anymore. Um, and that's when I can make a really easy decision um, because my conscious mind that's just full of thoughts, we're all full of thoughts, um, has slowed down. Um, and if that's not available to me, meditation really works where I just spend like 15 minutes just clearing all the crap from my mind and filtering all the negative stuff out and all the things that don't really need to be there so that I can listen to the underlying um, voice in my head that always knows the right way. Amazing. And for people that are stuck in that moment, do you have like a tip for a quick three minute meditation or something so they can get to the decision if they need to make it in that moment rather than sleeping on it? <laughs> yeah, can't always just be like, hey, I'm just going to go take a nap and I'll come back to you in 10 get minutes. Get back on you <laughs> Or I'm just going to go meditate for 10 minutes and come back to you. Um, I think breath. I'm a yoga teacher, so I really rely on my breath um, to pull me back into my body and paying attention to what you can feel in yourself um, and just kind of being very aware of what's going on for you and, and concentrating on letting that go because sometimes you can't necessarily get in your head and let go of all the things that... Um, are going on in there but you can relax your jaw you can pull your shoulders back away from your ears you can lead with your heart you can unclench your fists you can um, relax through um, kind of like your sternum and all those tight muscles that really tense up um, when you start to get into that state of stress and sometimes when you focus on physically relaxing your body your mind will naturally relax as well amazing that's a great point there jade i think the listeners will definitely be using those in their day-to-day life i know i will from now (laughs) talk us through the process of listening to the universe i know people may have this like the picture they may be painting would be this wacky person wearing rainbow colored t-shirts and like really looking up at the sky waiting for the for the message to fall down for us paint the picture of what does it mean or what does it look like when you're really connecting to the universe um i think everything happens around you and it's an opportunity to learn and grow Um, and no matter who you are and how in tune with the universe you feel it's a much more positive perspective to take on to think how can I learn and grow from this rather than the world's happening to me and I'm not in a place of control Um, so it's kind of like really just taking your power back so regardless of whether you believe that the universe is actually communicating with you um, adopting like a really healthy mindset to be in the universe in. Um, so like for example, um, I have a weird thing with the number 27. Whenever I feel really off course and, and need that clarity, I'll have the intention of like, okay, like universe, I need you to remind me if I'm on kind of the right path or not. Um, and I'll notice that if I am in a really great place emotionally, vibrationally, I'll see that number 27 a lot, which is kind of like that reaffirming piece of like, you're on the right path, everything's okay. Um, a lot of people do it with the number 11 um, or, you know, some some other number like that. Um, and then, yeah, just like um, really paying attention to what, what you're observing and, and making not necessarily making meaning out of it, but knowing where you need to have faith in what's happening around you. Interesting. I've heard this story about the, the number 27. Can mm-hmm. you dive into that a little bit more for the listeners? Um, I've always loved the number 27. When I was young, I always thought I would get married when I was 27. 
Um, and then I just started seeing it in really weird places and in circumstances that almost seemed impossible. Like I'd be driving somewhere and my Spotify would randomly stop and I'd be like, what's going on? Like my music stopped playing and I'd go look at the screen and it would be stuck on like a minute 27 of the song. <laughs> um, and I'd be like, okay, universe, a minute 27. Okay. And then, or I'd go like, um, driving or something and I'd see the number 27 on like three number plates within the space of three minutes and I was just like what are the odds of seeing that <laughs> that number <laughs> on three number plates in that shorter space um every time I look at my phone it's always something 27 wow. I seem to never miss it and um yeah it just kind of follows me everywhere <laughs> and when you when you see that number so frequently do you do you pull back and think, whoa, like what is going on? Like what's your process when you keep seeing that, that number? I think at the start it freaked me out a lot um, and I'd get really mad and be like, no, like universe, this doesn't mean anything. It, it, like, but there was just like something inside myself that knew that it was like a reassurance thing from the universe being like, it's okay, you're on the right path. Um, and it went from being kind of scary and confronting to being really reassuring for me now. And that, that was, again, in itself was just a mindset that I was adopting. And I guess that's one example of a sign that may be happening to you in that present moment to look out for that the universe is sending. Do you have any more common signs that keep reappearing in the books that you've read that people are facing? Or is it just individualised? I think now I'm very much at the point where I'll have like a question about myself or or the universe or you know life as as I know it and I'll have that be my intention um and I'll intend to have some sort of answer from it and I'll usually get that from the world whether I randomly run into someone that I haven't run into a long time and they'll start talking to me about whatever it is that I was intending to know um or it might be the first thing that pops up on my Instagram feed um, or it might be in like a movie that I watch and then so there's some like overriding character arc with one of the characters that's the exact question that I was facing and I think it's just um, really being open to receiving your answer in absolutely any way um, and the more open you are to all the possibilities, the crazier the possibilities are that happen to you um, because you're not expecting it in one certain route, you're just really open to it appearing in whatever way that it, it, it's going to come to you. That's a great point, being open um, to these possibilities. And what about for people that aren't so open to it, that need a bit more convincing? Do you have any tips for them to start changing their thought process just uh, slightly so they can dive into this unknown world? I think you really have to have faith first. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the universe speaks in the law of attraction. Um, and you don't always get what you want, but you always get a reflection of who you're being. And if who you're being is a skeptic, then you're going to get skeptical answers back from the universe. But if you're being that person in faith, then you're going to get faithful answers back in the, from the universe. Um, so for example, if I was, um, to believe that the universe is not communicating to me, that would end up being my manifested reality because the universe always says, yes, the universe always gives you what, what you think is going to happen. Um, because we're powerful creators um, and if I'm coming from a place of faith the universe is going to reflect me that faith amazing that's a great point Jade thanks for that uh, you touched on the law of attraction before what is that um, the law of attraction is 
the way the universe um, behaves energetically. Um, everything attracts from a place of like. Um, so it's like Newton's third law. Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Um, and the action doesn't necessarily have to be something physical in the world. It also can be um, the way that you're vibrating from your heart and, and the thoughts that you're thinking. Um, there's the Hebrew word abracadabra, which is I create what I speak. Um, so whatever it is that you put out into the universe, whether thought, um, words or um, intention, vibrational intention, you'll get a direct reflection back from that. So if you're starting your day, say, in a negative way, you get up late, you, you're stuck in traffic, and then you're really angry by the time you get to work, are you saying that more often than not, you're going to attract negative energy towards you? Yeah. Whenever I'm getting up and I'm in a space of, of that kind of momentum, um, I start to meet assholes. And that's when I kind of do a bit of self-reflection. Like, okay, how am I being an asshole today to attract this kind of person into my reality? And I find that when I'm in the very opposite reality to that, I attract a very different person into my life. Um, because, yeah, everyone is a reflection of who I'm being. Um, it's not me against the world. It's the world in me. Definitely. I think people could definitely take something out of that when they're uh, on the way to work tomorrow and they're thinking about getting on the horn to people stuck in traffic <laughs> just to relax and uh, know that that's going to follow you for the rest of the day. Yeah, and it kind of gets to that point where you start to meet those sort of people and you reflect back on who you've been throughout that day and you just go, hmm, yeah, this is about right. Like, this is the exact reality that I'm creating. Um, and it's about stepping into that driver's seat then and being like, okay, like, that's that's not a productive thought that's not a productive way to be living in this moment right now like how can I choose something different and put the power back to myself fantastic you touched on before a little bit about manifestation as well what what is it and how does it align with goal setting um so something that I've learned through trial and error is that no matter what um, I want from a place of ego, um, from a place of my brain thinking that something's gonna make me happy, if I, if I have a better job role, if I have a better car, if I have a better this or that, I'm, I'm gonna therefore be happy. Um, whatever I can create from that forceful, like getting um, action, yang-based energy is nothing in comparison to what I can attract into my life through um, vibrating like love and above. Um, so when I want things with pure good intention and I want it because I know that it's the direction of my heart and my soul and it's gonna fill my cup and not play to um, you know those, those darker human parts of myself, um, I, can, I see things being created bigger and better than I ever could have imagined. Um, I see my um, ego as something that definitely keeps me safe from the elements, from the world. Um, it's designed to protect me and make sure that I survive, um, but it's not here to bring me the abundance that my soul can bring me. Um, so I make sure that I make that distinction between um, ego being there for human survival and soul being there for um, bringing me all the things that I know that I want in this world. Um, through like ease and flow and just going with um, like the higher power um, and not and not expecting that I know more than um, 
kind of the universe knows for me. Amazing. And how do you think that manifestation and law of attraction have played a part in your life in a positive way? Um, there's a lot of things that I wasn't expecting to be doing. Um, when I grew up, I thought I'd kind of get married and have kids and live the white picket fence life. Um, when I was a kid, I used to write all the time. Um, but I never believed that I could be a full-time writer. And that's something that I'm still working on manifesting. Um, I've, I've had one book published so far, but who's to say how many more that could be? Um, but it's about really going with the flow so far and, and seeing what the universe can bring to me rather than um, playing it safe and playing in that... Um, egoic kind of side of myself that that wants things like like money or whatever because I think that'll make me happy um and I think that's the important thing about goal setting um you've got to have a goal not because you think in having that thing that you'll be happy you have a goal because you know that it's gonna fulfill your soul or you have an intention because you know that it's gonna fulfill your soul because when we Put things on our um, on our goals. If we're putting something on, say for example, I could put on um, I want to be like a CEO of a business, um, but what I actually want is say to be recognised or power or whatever it is. Like knowing what it is that you're getting from that goal, and you can choose that to be that or have that emotion now. There's nothing stopping you. You don't need something out there to validate what's going on in here you can create that inside um i feel like i've gotten a little bit off track with your question no i'm really <laughs> glad you did because that raises more points that i wanted to ask you with the manifestation and the law of attraction how do we make our dreams a reality so how, what sort of processes do you take to manifest something that you want really um i think it's that piece of like knowing that anything you put on your goals is, is something that you want to feel and you can feel that in that moment and then it's that Newton's third law of you um, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction in your want in your desire for this thing you attract that to you because you've understood that it's not about that thing it's about that emotion and you've chosen to embody it in this moment regardless of whether you have that outside job title or whatever um, and so you're kind of living into that emotion already. And so then you naturally attract whatever it was that was going to give you that emotion. Um, so it's like that like attracting like. Um, Getting to your goal sooner. Yeah. Potentially. And through flow rather than force. Awesome. I love mm. that. And I know that I've uh, done some research on manifestation and and law of attraction and all, all of that sort of stuff. And a thing that kept popping up frequently was vision boards. Can you touch on some vision boards for us all? I know people may have the, the idea that a vision board is like a Ouija board you put on the table and these spirits appear in the room. <laughs> what is a vision board for, for people to know? Um, a vision board is putting, um, putting visual stimulus in front of you um, that allows you to embody that emotion in the now. So it's all well and good to, to want things, but unless you're, unless you're being who that person is now, you're not going to achieve what you want. Um, you, it's, you're a human being, you're not a human doing. There's nothing that you can do to go and get 
that job title or that car or whatever um, but there's so much that you can be um, so I think the visualization works as like almost like a, a emotional meditation of like okay you see all these things that you want and then you live in in the moment of you having them just by looking at them um, the brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what you're experiencing in reality it reacts the same way um, so through visualizing what you want it's to the brain it's the same as experiencing it firsthand um, so visualization works as like a manifestation momentum creating machine um, because you're choosing to live in that emotion and that state of being in the now rather than waiting for it in a distant reality and where people go wrong with the vision boards is they don't use it for that they look at their vision board and all they think about is the difference between where they are and where they want to be and that in itself creates so much resistance that creates a reality of this is so far away from me i'm living in scarcity i'm living in lack i can't have this i'm so far away rather than living in that reality now in your emotions and I guess that's quite pleasing to hear for people that are aspiring athletes or have goals to make it bigger and better throughout their job or whatever it may be that the brain actually doesn't recognise the difference between what is happening now and what your like, inspiration is or what your goals are. Do you have any tips for people to revision their vision board to make it so they can live in the moment now rather than having that separation that you touched on before? I think if there's anything on your vision board that creates that feeling of lack um, or a feeling of unworthiness or a feeling of distance, take it off or go broader. So, um, for example, something that I've had on my vision board for a long time is that I want to be an author, like a recognised author. I want to like to have a voice in the world in what I create through writing. Um, and sometimes I feel a lot of resistance to that when I feel like I'm in a place where all I can think about is how far I've got to go. That's when I take something like that off my vision board or I go broader um, and I make it, I just want to be creative. And in, in that going broader, like taking off the author part and just making it, I want to be creative. I can really focus on the ways that I'm being creative in my life every day. Um, and I'm so creative in my life every day, including like what I do in terms of writing, but also in my job um, and in my relationships with people, I'm constantly creating things. And in that growing broader, I, I can come to understand that I'm already there and that's how I can close that gap back with that vision board and then put the author thing back on because it doesn't feel so far away anymore because I've taken a step out and realized that I am a creative person. Um, and I think that's like that flow part of vision boards and manifestation is when you feel resistance in yourself um, to know what to do to kind of fix it and get back in alignment because your alignment's what gonna, what's going to bring you all the great things that you want in the world. And do you think when there's resistance it can be both either challenging you to do greater, greater things or pegging it back a little bit? Is, there, is it both or can it be one or the other? I think um, resistance happens for a lot of reasons. We're emotional creatures and, and we go through natural peaks and troughs throughout our life. We're not, we're not stable in how we feel. Um, and the resistance is usually a sign that there's something in there for you that you need to unblock. And more often than not, it's some sort of belief system. So what I've found for myself is 
when I feel that resistance with um, my creative endeavors that a lot of the time it's a feeling of like unworthiness or or lack in ability or skill for myself or um, a lack of say the right connections with the right people um, and and usually it comes back to something that I believe about myself um, so I really use that resistance to dive into myself and and think about um, how I'm showing up for myself in the world and like overcoming some of those belief systems that are impacting me negatively um, realizing how they're potentially things that I've adopted at a very young age that actually aren't true um, and figuring out how to let that go so that I can get back onto that creative endeavour. Amazing. And with manifestation comes goal setting. It works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. How, what are some tips so people can challenge themselves to set goals in a realistic way that are going to both progress them and challenge them? I think being really clear on why. Um, there's so many goals that I've put on my goals board before um, that I wasn't clear on why I wanted those things. Um, and when you're really clear on why, you can get really clear on whether it's a goal that serves your highest self or whether it's a goal that serves your ego. Um, and just making sure that we're always setting goals that are aligned with being a bigger, better human than what we were yesterday, rather than um, wanting to achieve something because of how it's going to make you look. Um, to other people Um, so when you're really clear on the why that helps you align with the best possible um, reality for yourself so work backwards start with your why first and then Mm. develop process goals for that on the note of process goals do you think that there should be a time frame for each goal what's what's your go-to when you're setting goals um i think i kind of like the idea of not being in expectation of how things should be and what time you should have them in. Um, so I tend not to put time frames on my goals. I know that if I really want something and if I'm really aligned to it, the universe can give it to me in an instant. Um, so I don't feel like it's necessary to put a timeline on it. Um, I think if you're putting a timeline on something and that stirs up a not great feeling inside of you, go into that resistance and find out what it is. Um, because usually in that you'll find out what it is that needs to be cleared for you to have that thing and more often than not you can have whatever it is that you want in a very short amount of time as long as you're being who you need to be in that moment and not doing what you need to do in that moment I love the process of that you're taking two set goals and I think it should be taught at a young age because it really teaches you how to connect with what you really want and not put a materialistic label on what you want and hoping that that's gonna make you happy when really you can just start connecting with yourself about it. On the topic of goals, Jade, tell us about your future goals and what's happening with you. Um, oh, I have big goals. I've always, I've always had big goals. Um, I would love to publish a poetry book in the near future. Um, it's almost done. I've got most of the content that I need. Um, it's now just a process of figuring out the nitty-gritties of like how to actually get it published um, and how to make it sequential and and um, digestible. Um, I am working on a fictional book as well. Um, I would love to get that made into a movie at some point in my life. Um, and then there's been like a bigger project um, of mine um, that is writing a... Um, 
kind of like motivational but like kind of life advice book um, that really talks about the polarity that we experience in this life, um, how a lot of things are labelled as good and bad and, and how we can transcend that reality and live from a place of neutrality where, where things aren't good or bad, that they just are um, and we can be really content um, as, as human beings. Um, that that's like my biggest passion and that's what I feel like a lot of my life lessons have been working towards. Amazing. Let's dive into more about your your history as an author. What what is that book that you published and what do you how do you transition your thoughts and put them into words that are relatable to others? Um I it was a short story. It was published when I was very young. Um I think I was about maybe 13. Um it was a piece of like creative fiction. Um, it was, I can't remember the details, I was quite young, but I was part of like a competition in Australia for young writers um, and I got down I think to the second to last round before um, someone who wrote a book about a cat that was quite good um, <laughs> won and I got to work with an Australian author, author um, Kristen Bell um, and she writes children's fiction. Um, and so I got to work alongside her and she um, developed some of my writing um, to make it um, more easily absorbed by other people. Um, so I think I've taken a lot of the lessons that she taught me along for the ride as I continue to develop on my own um, now. Um, but that was kind of like a taste of what my reality could be. And I think that was at a time where I was too young to to have fully absorbed like all the limitations that come sometimes come with adult life um, that's when I was still kind of living in a place of possibility um, and I think my work between then and now has really been stripping back all of those shoulds that come with adulthood um, and knowing that I can live that way for the rest of my life that excited kid who had something published um, and who got to work with a known author um, and just yeah, come back into alignment with who I was in that moment. Amazing. And if there are any authors listening, do you have any tips for them that can maybe can enhance the content that they're producing? Um, I actually feel like writing from my intuition has changed the way I write. Um, I know a lot of authors give the advice that just keep writing every day and just keep putting words on a page. And I think that's true to some extent. Um, but I also listen to the voice that tells me when to write and when the creative juices are flowing and, and being in that space of alignment um, first allows my best work to be produced. Um, I also publish things when they're drafts rather than final copies. I think that keeps me out of that state of perfectionism where I want everything to be like 100% perfect, like dotted I's and cross T's. Um, so I always post my drafts on Instagram, um, which is the platform that I use to get my work out there at the moment, um, before I, um, go back and like edit and rework and, and make it closer to what my brain thinks of perfect writing. <laughs> Amazing. That's a great tip for anyone that is thinking about writing a book or is an author already that they can really connect with their intuition. For people that aren't authors and 
people that are trying to live into this life of manifest manifestation or attraction and just listening to their intuition in the universe do you think people should start writing down their thoughts or writing down coincidence that they're seeing often just so they're on track with it what are your tips there i think it's great to keep a journal about your life um and it's as soon as you start documenting how many great things happen to you it's so much easier to stay um focused on the good rather than the negative um so I think that's like a really great tip. Um, and I think just bringing awareness to how you're feeling in any moment. Um, I think self-awareness is the biggest tool that you have in this world to, to keep you really on track with your life. Um, so if you can kind of take a minute, no matter where you are and what you're doing, to kind of just breathe and, and reflect on, on where you're at, um, that will get you leaps and bounds further than like, bulldozing your way through life awesome and do you have any resources books documentaries instagram platforms whatsoever for listeners to find out more about intuition connecting to the universe and manifestation i think connecting to the universe um gabrielle bernstein's really great um i think law of attraction the one of the best bloggers I know so far about Law of Attraction is Aaron Dotry. He's on um, YouTube as well as doing podcasts. He breaks everything down on more of a scientific level. Um, so he's really great. Um, and he was one of the guys that really got me started. Um, books, The Alchemist. Um, that is a classic. Um, and it's, it's told in like story form. Um, I know the human brain loves stories, so that's a really easy, tangible way to absorb um, the lesson in a way that you're kind of relating it to life. Um, and then, what was the, what was the other thing? Manifestation. Manifestation. I feel like Aaron will, will help with that. Um, the reality that, that you want being created in front of you. Um, yeah, I think they're my top picks. Great, and I'll have those in the show notes for anyone that is wanting to find out more about that. And also, I'll put Jade's contact details for anyone that wants to know more about that. Jade's always up for a chat, I know that, <laughs> which is great. Jade, tell us about what your main message is with the things that you're doing. Um, I really love the line that you're not a human, be- you're not a human doing, you're a human being. Um, and I think just concentrate on who you're being every day um, and as long as you're being a better better you than you were yesterday you're on the right track I know you raised that earlier in the podcast and it really resonated with me so I'm going to steal that if you don't mind <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to it I also stole that <laughs> <laughs> don't reinvent the wheel I like it Jay where can we reach you to find out more about what you're doing and to contact you Instagram at the moment that's my main platform awesome and what's your Instagram platform for um, my alias on Instagram is Tornado Dowsett um, that's a story in itself but um, <laughs> I also have a personal Instagram as well Jade Dowsett awesome tell mm. us a little bit about that Tornado Dowsett story <laughs> um, well every workplace that I've ever worked in someone's given me some sort of variation of the nickname Tornado um, I've been called Hurricane Jade, Cyclone Jade, Tornado Dowsett um, <laughs> at multiple businesses and none of these people knew each other. Um, but I guess that I'm a bit of a calm inside of the storm um, as well as like just 
tearing things up and just being a natural catastrophe and just really enjoy <laughs> enjoying creating some some mess and um yeah oh, i love that it just it just really stuck i feel like i must have had some sort of nickname like that in a past life <laughs> <laughs> hilarious i didn't know that by the way so I'm learning something here yeah, there you go. <laughs> jade thank you so much for your time i know i definitely took a lot out of this podcast and i'm sure all the listeners will so i really appreciate it Thanks, Maddie. It's always a pleasure to chat to you. Love it. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, And remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria. Euphoria.